Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Podcasty Mastered, the show where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm Chelsea, and I'm here with Wade as always. So, if you're listening to this episode, it's uh, we released us a day early for Halloween, so happy Halloween. And after this episode, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled episodes being on every other Tuesday. But for now, it's our Halloween episode, and we wanted to just send off the month right with an extra spooky episode, I suppose. And what better way to do it than talk about one of the Master of Suspense's films, and that film would be Rear Window. Now, wait, I have to ask, have you seen any other Hitchcock films before this one? I have not. No. Um, I, I, like, I knew who Alfred Hitchcock was. I knew what he did. Um, I could have, I could have told you a list of his movies. I've just never seen any before this one. Okay. So this was quite a treat then. It, it really was. And, you know, and I didn't realize how, uh, how, like, dated the movie was Mm -hmm. when I watched it. And I think it was 1954 when it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I didn't know it was quite that old. And I was like, well, I wasn't prepared to watch a movie from the 50s. Like, wow, I don't do this every day. Um, but I was super, like, surprised by how well, like, how relevant everything felt. How, like, well it kept up with, you know, storytelling. Um, I shouldn't say kept up because storytelling these days is a little, uh, probably a little more lax and, like, not as subtle. <laughs> but um, it still holds up so well as a film from the 50s and i don't i don't watch a lot of older films like that no yeah i was very curious because one of the movies that i remember watching at least in school was the birds so i was curious if you had ever seen that one i had not Mm -mm. yeah so that was probably the first first hitchcock film i watched and i've seen a couple of the other bigger ones and i've actually been watching quite a few this month kind of celebrating October with some Hitchcock films because a lot of them are available on streaming and you know have to get in the Hitchcock move by watching a bunch of new ones some of them I've seen before and then of course this classic that I am also very excited to talk about I've seen this one before and it was such a delight to see again what other ones have you watched so far let's see so besides watching the birds a long time ago I've seen Vertigo North by Northwest Psycho (laughs) I'm blanking on what they're called right now. <laughs> I was like, oh no, um, Saboteur, A Lady Vanishes, Rope, and Shadow of a Doubt. And some of those movies gotcha. are even before this one. And some of those are actually in black and white. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess I can kind of go into a little bit briefly about Alfred Hitchcock, just to either for those who may not be entirely Please familiar do. with That's me. <laughs> I'm that person. <laughs> it's all good. So technically it's Sir alfred hitchcock sir alfred hitchcock i think i knew that yep so he was an english filmmaker so he actually started making films in europe and then eventually decided to start making them in the u.s and it was kind of for i don't know debatably more darker and more intense and some of those are a lot more of the films that people are more familiar with like psycho and rear window north by northwest and vertigo and such like that so as i mentioned i think briefly earlier he is nicknamed the master of suspense So he is very well known for having films clearly full of suspenseful moments. He really knows how to drag the audience along and 
he just has a knack for telling like great storytelling both you know visually obviously film is a visual medium but definitely there are some directors who really know how to use that to their advantage but he also you know does i think personally have has a lot of great dialogue i think it's pretty smartly yeah, written. I, yeah i agree on that yeah just watching this movie alone i can agree on that one yeah definitely and then like so you mentioned yeah lots of tension and murder and deceit are a lot of big things he's his films are known for what's pretty interesting and crazy to think about. So Alfred Hitchcock was making films for a long time. His career spans six decades and he wow. directed over 50 feature films. That is ridiculous. <laughs> not many directors can say that. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Jeez. So definitely if you just know Alfred Hitchcock by name, there's a reason because he had been around in the industry for a very long time and he made a very big impact on film. And two other little tidbits about him. So besides making films, he also at times had a TV show where he would do like little like Alfred Hitchcock presents and have little short stories told and well, that's cool. be the host of his episodes. And he also loved to actually have cameos in his movies. So you'll see him. He's like the, the Stan Lee <laughs> Got to be in all of <laughs> with all of his funny cameos, which I looked up later. I actually missed the cam his cameo in this film. I was thinking, I was like, wait, I wonder if he was in this one. And I just didn't catch him. Yeah. So apparently he was fixing one of the neighbor's clocks, which I think it was the uh, musician. I think he had a clock being worked on at one point. The composer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, that's a little bit about Hitchcock. Very little brief description about who he is and his films. But now we can kind of dive into a little bit of our topic, the movie that is our topic for today, which, yes, is Rear Window, which, as we mentioned before, this is definitely an older film, but I think, yes, still definitely holds up really well. It came out in 1954, and it's just a little under two hours, so you don't have to spend forever watching this movie. (laughs) And it didn't feel like two hours at Mm -hmm. all. It flies by, which is... Which is crazy because the the vast majority of this movie takes place in one room, mm-hmm. yes. which is b- ridiculous. And and so the setting, I guess, we have our main actor. Um, he's like a like a war photographer, but he's like broken his leg. He's in a cast in a wheelchair, and he's put up in this room, like by his uh, like by his his company, the newspaper or magazine people. Um, and he has to just kind of like live there throughout his whole period of time where he's in this cast. Um, and how does he spend his time, Chelsea? Oh, you know, just apparently like every person who gets bored without technology, you start looking out the window and spying on your neighbors. (laughs) He has huge, and they have huge windows. Everybody has humongo windows. You can see like into like their complete house almost. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. Because, like, they share, like, a courtyard. Everybody's, like, back window kind of, like, shares a courtyard. And so everybody can kind of see into everybody's houses. Mm-hmm. But he likes to just kind of watch their daily lives. And, like, at the beginning, he's kind of, like, he's, like, creating stories for them. But then he, was, he learns more about them. So he's actually following, like, and wondering what they're doing. And, and some of it is a little more um, intruding, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Um, than others like he's got he's got a few like single women who live across from him and he spends time gandering into their rooms and stuff like that 
Oh, and you can't forget there's the newlyweds that move into that new place with the blinds always down. (laughs) (laughs) And he's always staring really hard at the blind. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, and I think with the main character, what, because he's been in, I think it establishes that he had been put up in there for quite a few weeks, but this is his final week and he's getting Mm -hmm. restless. Mm -hmm. So then he's definitely really just bored and checking out all his neighbors Mm -hmm. and what they're all up Mm -hmm. to. And like, and you get to know, you kind of get to know the neighbors a lot. Yeah. You know, like, you don't, you know, a couple of their names, but like, he has like their own name (laughs) that he's given them. Mm -hmm. But like halfway through the movie, you realize like, because at first you're like judging him. Like, dude, why are you looking out through people's windows? Like, stop that. And Mm -hmm. even other characters are like, that's, (laughs) that's pervy behavior. You should stop that. And he's like, what else uh, am I supposed to do? I'm just a bored guy being bored. Like, it's fine. Like, they don't know. Um, <laughs> but then but then halfway through, you know, like once the uh, the mystery sets in, you find yourself, you know what? It's okay that we're doing this. We're just watching. It's okay. And it's just kind of quick how it's crazy how fast you realize, oh, crud, like, <laughs> like I'm suddenly okay with this. Yeah. But then so are the other characters in the movie, too, though. <laughs> that's so the ones who are chastising him (laughs) yeah and then they become invested in everything and i think Mm -hmm. that it's so funny and that's what's something that hitchcock does really well and i think there's possibly an interview or something where he says like that he knew what kind of movie he was making because you know it's this is a movie about somebody who's looking in on his neighbors and you know that's frowned upon you know normal people wouldn't do that but hey you're just as interested in as the main character is and that shows that people really that say (laughs) (laughs) and and you know like okay so the nurse i think the nurse was like my favorite character it's like the the, mm-hmm. the the magazine's insurance hires just like a nurse to come and take care of him every day just to do little things around the house. And then she goes, she's there and then she mm-hmm. leaves. Um, but the whole time that she's there, she is like chastising this man about, one, staring into people's houses because that's creepy. Don't do it. Why aren't you married? You're like 45 years old. You have a great like lady friend. Like, go marry her. Don't be stupid. She's obviously too perfect for you, so don't, like, don't blow her off. But then, like, the second the second that he has proof that something horrible has happened, she's, like, there with popcorn going, oh, my gosh. Like, that's crazy. And they're, like, they're, like, fan theorizing everything going on mm-hmm. together. It's crazy. And then, like, he pulls his girlfriend in on that mess, and she's there with, like, drinks and popcorn. She's, like... She's like, we're going to solve this mystery. Like, I'm the main character now. <laughs> no, for like, real. Dang yeah. girl. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, dang girl. Because both those girls, they're like, well, you're stuck over here. We're going to go investigate. <laughs> yeah, like, like why, why just look? Why not go rummage through his apartment? Let's go do that. Let's go steal his mail. Let's go dig up his flowers that he obviously buried his dead wife under. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, like. And you're still just watching. You're just still staying in that apartment room, which is just crazy, which just adds more to the suspense because you're looking from his point of view and not from their point of view. So you see everything else going around like on while they're sneaking around and doing crazy. It never follows another character anywhere. Mm -mm. You only see what the main character can see from his window Yeah, ridiculous. And speaking of like him looking out the window. So what's really interesting about it's an actual set. 
So they didn't actually film like an actual like an apartment building or whatever. They actually built this whole kind of like apartment complex like on a soundstage. And so they like built these specific rooms for everybody to be in. And I also read too that Hitchcock basically stayed in the room that our main character did, which uh, his name is Jeff Jeffries, our photographer character who is played by Jimmy Stewart. And so he apparently had, he made the rest of the cast wear earpieces or something. And so he would tell them to like do things. And that's how he would direct them because he never left the room that our main character is sitting in. And that's where like what the camera was. That is, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like quite genius, actually. It's great. Considering like how well everybody else acts like, when they're like in their homes, like doing whatever they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's quite a bit to be said about this movie, but I think it's pretty cool because you have like, you know, it's always good with uh, multiple mo- like movies in general to have kind of like, you know, like an A and a B story. Like, you know, you have the story mostly going out with the characters and then like the journey or whatever like they're taking on. Like they might have like an internal struggle with like other things going on. But this one's really crazy because... Not only are we looking at all the neighbors, but, like, we can get, like, kind of, you know, we get to know a lot more about these characters, and they all have their own storylines. Sure. For sure. Um, like, like Miss Lonely Heart. hmm You know, I was, um, during those last final scenes, yes. I was, I was on my couch frantic, because, you know, he, he's like, I'm gonna help her, and then, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this other thing's happening, and he takes his contention completely away from her and i'm like no i'm like screaming like at at the tv like no you gotta remember miss lonely heart like call the cops what are you doing what are you doing (laughs) but and thankfully though everything worked out it's okay yeah but i did panic quite a bit in that one moment and i don't like i don't have like physical reactions to movies a whole lot unless i'm in a theater i let myself loose in theaters I'm a menace, but, um, but like on my couch though, like I was not reserved at all. I was, I was like, he had me, he had me in that moment. He knew mm-hmm. what he was doing. For real. I feel like there's so many of those moments. Cause even the, the quirky couple that sleeps on the mattress out on their, like, I love them. <laughs> and then it started raining and I was like, you dumb bitches. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's why you don't sleep outside. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's what you get. Yeah. But it was so funny because they're the ones that had the dog. And so they would have it and they would put the dog in the basket and like... uh Lower the poor thing down like what? Like three floors? Yeah. To let it go. So it could like use the bathroom and stuff and it would just get back in the basket and they would just raise it back up. Like no big deal. Yeah. Let's see who else. And then we also talked about like that composer. He just struggling to write something, just kept having parties. Mm-hmm. And it, but his music like... Like, plays parts in the movie, like, two characters are having a conversation, and he's over there practicing his piano, writing his song, and then, like, what he's playing will have a full effect on the conversation that the two main characters are having. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's how everything just kind of, like, this whole sense of community and stuff wraps itself together is is so cool. Yeah, no, you're right. I forgot about that part of the music, because... Most, like, the rest of the film, like, there's really not any other music, really. It's just no, kind of just the ambiance. Yeah. It just adds even more to just really feeling like you're watching these neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like, these are your neighbors. Mm-hmm. And it really, yes, this film really sucks you and makes you a part of it. If I could go back and watch Rear Window for the first time again, I absolutely would. Yes. Like, 
this movie holds up. It's crazy how good it holds up. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, no, this is, yeah. I mean, because I've seen a couple of Hitchcock's films, but no, this is by far, this is probably in my top two favorites of his that I've seen so far. It's just, mm-hmm. it sticks with me the most because, little side note. So I the first time I watched this movie, it was when Amy and I were watching the American Film Institute's top 100 films. And so there are quite a few of Hitchcock's films in that list. And Mm -hmm. where this one was ranked really shocked me. And I was like, no, no, no. This is like definitely by far one of his better films. And it should be really high up on the list. And I just remember that just in general was one of the films that really stuck out to me. Just because, yeah, like we keep saying like this movie holds up really well. Like if you've never seen this movie, definitely recommend watching it. And it's, it's a movie for anybody. Like it's not... It's more of like a mystery thriller kind of deal, but it's not like an action movie, though. Mm-mm. There's none of that, but it's for anybody. Anybody can can get that sense of community and mystery in it. So, like, if you haven't seen it, from coming from somebody who's never seen, had never seen a Hitchcock film before, go watch it. What are you doing? Yes. Oh, I do want to mention a little bit more of the writing, because just... Um... I'm totally blanking out who the writer is, but the way he writes his films, like, it's just, the writing just still holds up today. You can really relate to the conversations. It's very modern in so many ways. In some ways, I think it's even super modern for that time. So it's very surprising in some ways. But talking about uh, Jeffrey's girlfriend, Lisa, who is played by Grace Kelly, and how, you know, her character initially comes off as like, oh, she's just the ritzy, you know, fashion lady, wears all the greatest clothes, you know, there's not much to her. And then you're wrong. Yeah. And then you're absolutely wrong. But I think that's more of a, like, when you're introduced to her, you're kind of made to like, take Jeffrey's viewpoint on her. Mm -hmm. Where like, yes, she's perfect. And she's beautiful. And she has money and things like that. Um, but like she wouldn't fit in in his crazy adventurous world of of war photography and being in unsafe places and having to like eat stuff that you wouldn't ever even look at if it wasn't food you know and stuff like that but you know like she's just in love with a guy and she just wants to find a way to like make that work for each other and she pulls through and it's one of those things I think where you're meant to immediately take his side of it Mm-hmm. In like in a, in a weird way, like because you don't know her yet at all. Yeah. But then like she shows up, and then she shows up again, and every time she shows up, she, like she adds another layer to herself. She brings a little bit more to the table that like he wasn't seeing before, mm-hmm. because now they're in this situation where like they're trying to solve this mystery, and you see how resourceful she is, how witty and and quick tempered and stuff like that. Like she's ready to go. And then he realizes how much of a fool he was at the end, like that he didn't think that they were like worthy of each other in that way. Um, so it's it's a really weird, like romantic situation because the movie's not a romance at all. Mm-hmm. But they put they put a story in there and it works really well when wrapped around the rest of the plots and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Just like all their just their banter, just just back and forth all the time and just That's yeah some good banter oh yes definitely <laughs> and yeah i think he made a good point like jeffrey's like he just i think he just like simplistically thinks just like she's just the woman it was the 1950s yeah i should probably marry one but she just she just won't fit in she's just yeah continuously like um yeah like you said like she's madly in love with him like 
give me a chance. Like, what can I do? Tell me how you live. I want to try. And he's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But I, I love it when, you know, it's scandalous. She came to spend the night and she's like, look at me. I packed up my little suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved her little suitcase. Yes. <laughs> she pulls her pajamas out of the suitcase. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, look, I can pack some light too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I do too. And I also love how we mentioned before that, you know, she's just such a go-getter once they really get wrapped up in this, just this mystery. And she's just like, I'll go right over there. I'll go check for evidence. And he's like, uh, no, no, I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And she's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Walk out and stop yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Although those were some pretty tense moments there at the end. And in that one segment. Man, and I knew that was going to happen. Like, you you know, you know it's going to happen eventually. But he, like, they played it off really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, like, one tense, intense mo- moment after the next towards the end. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but it's great. It's kind of all I have to say about it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we covered a lot of really good things about the movie. So, listeners, why are you still not watching it? What are you doing with your life? Yes. Well, and if you're wondering where to watch this movie, it's currently streaming on Peacock. And if you don't have access to Peacock, you can also uh, rent it and stream it on various places such as Prime, Vudu, uh, Redbox, and the YouTube and the like. So there's plenty of places you can find it. Definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely worth it. Okay. Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed our little dive into Rear Window. We try not to give too many things away, just kind of talking about it and definitely giving you a chance to watch it if you haven't already. We hope you also just enjoyed our month of Halloween, our fun little episodes. If you want us to talk about a future Hitchcock film or have any ideas for a future Halloween episode, please be sure to share that with us and we would love to talk about whatever you guys are interested in hearing from us. As always, please uh, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodDemastered. And feel free to send us an email at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. And once again, thanks so much for listening to this episode or any of our Halloween episodes. And just we hope you'll tune into our next episode. And have a happy Halloween. Yes. <laughs>